0: Welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. I hope that you've had a great week. I hope, again, that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and studying his scripture and really diving into the teachings that we've kind of been talking about. This week, we're going to continue on and look at part two of the redemptive names of God. Again, we're looking at the eight names of God that represent different aspects of Jesus Christ and how the Father really does tie into the Son and how they are one. Last time we were together, we talked about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace, Jehovah Sekinu, the Lord, my righteousness. If you haven't had a chance to check out last week's episode, I would suggest you start there and then follow-up with this one is as, as this is part two of that quick series amen look uh, there's a new article up on the website as well this one is what is your citizenship um, and it really talks about how our citizenship is in heaven and not of this earth and that we should not entangle ourselves with the cares of this world particularly around politics and those types of things so um, go ahead and check that out again that's at the path to redemption ministries org um, with a whole host of other articles and a whole host of other Things uh, for you to read and partake of. Again, you know, just trying to help as many people as can, as I can grow up into the measure and stature of Jesus Christ. And speaking of, you know, if you're enjoying this podcast as we continue to to go forth in the teaching, you know, just share it with a couple of friends. Right, word of mouth is huge. So, you know, if you get the opportunity to share it with with your friends, you know, just feel free to do so. Amen. So, again, before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping items. All of our scripture again comes from the New King James. Version of the Bible. Okay, again, that's the New King James Version of the Bible. If you want a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at Path to Redemption Ohio at gmail.com. I am more than happy to get one into your hands. And then also, again, don't ever just take my word for this, for any of this, right? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman worthy of your hire. Make sure that you are praying about it, reading about it, learning as much as you possibly can, and allow the Holy Spirit to really teach you as well. You know, I'm I'm here to help you. I'm here to set a good foundation, but it's the Holy Spirit that really has to bring it to pass. And it's the Holy Spirit that has to bring that experiential knowledge, not just the head knowledge, if you will, of a lot of the teachings that, that I talk about. But if you do need help or have any questions, feel free to drop me an email at ohio at gmail.com. Amen. So let's go ahead and let's jump into this. And the first redemptive name of God that we're going to kind of talk about here is Jehovah Shammah. Uh, the Lord is there, or the Lord is present. And this really comes from Ezekiel chapter 48, where they're kind of talking about the the New Jerusalem. They're talking about the the city that's going to be bordered, and that the gates are going to have the different tribes of of Israel there. And in starting at verse 30, again Ezekiel 48, and starting at verse 30, here's what the Bible says: These are the exits of the city on the north. Side measuring four thousand five hundred cubits, the gates of the city shall be named after the tribes of Israel the three gates northward, one gate for Reuben. One gate for Judah and one gate for Levi, on the east side, four thousand five hundred cubits, three gates, one for gate for Joseph, one gate for Benjamin, and one gate for Dan. on the other side or on the south side, measuring 4 thousand five hundred cubits, three gates, one gate for Simeon, one gate for Issachar, and one gate for Zebulun. on the west side, 4 thousand five hundred cubits with three gates, one gate for Gad, one gate for Asher. Uh, "...and one gate for Naphtali, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is There." Okay, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there or present. Amen. So we know that our Lord Jesus Christ is there for us. Okay, we know that for a, a fact. Okay, Philippians chapter four, verses eight through nine says this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learn and received and heard and saw in me these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. See, there's a difference here when you actually are in the presence of God versus not in the presence of God. When you're in the presence of God, you feel that peace, you feel that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. You really feel like you can do anything for the Lord versus when you are out of that, right? Psalms 46, verse 1 through 3 says, God is our strength, and our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Salah. So we have to understand here that the presence of God is is important, right? And that that our God is there. He is never present to help in a time of need. On top of that, though, he brings our peace. And when we see him and we practice that presence of him and who he is, then we can ultimately find his peace. We can find that place of rest, as I've talked about before, and we can go forward with God. There is a phenomenal book that was written in the 1600s by uh, a man by the name of Brother Lawrence, and it's called Practicing the Presence of God. And what he really writes about in that book is about how, how you know, stay in the presence of God all at all times, right? And how it'll take away the flesh and how it'll bring you closer to him and how you can truly feel the tangible presence of God in your prayer life and in, in walking with you every single day. I I do this quite frequently, right? And it it helps me get through my day. And I'm telling you, if you can have an opportunity to read that again, practicing the presence of God by brother Lawrence was written back in like the 1690s. Check it out because it is a phenomenal book and it will fundamentally change how, you pray, it'll fundamentally change how you go about your, your, uh, your everyday life. But I want you to understand that our God is here. Our God is present with us. Our God is right there whenever we need him and whenever we want him. But here's the other thing too, is that our God wants to actually spend time with us and our God wants to be in our, we want to be in the presence of God and he wants us in his presence. I think I've mentioned this before that some of my favorite times with my dad are when we didn't say a word at all, but rather we just watched a movie together and sat in the living room room and really didn't say much of anything okay that's kind of like this right like we were together we were chilling we were hanging out everything was good but it was just kind of good just to watch a movie with my dad you know same thing right it's good to be in the, in the presence of the Lord. You don't have to be praying. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes you can just feel his presence and then you just bask in it. Right. I go back to Mary and Martha when Jesus was here, it was Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus and practiced the presence of Christ in that moment. Whereas Martha was going to and fro, trying to do all the things, do the dishes, set the table, you know, feed everyone. And I understand that all that work is important. But you have to take the time to sit in the presence of the Lord because he is Jehovah Shammah, and our Lord is there or he is present. Amen. So the next name we're going to kind of look at is Jehovah Ra'ah, the Lord is my shepherd. And again, that comes from comes from Psalms chapter twenty-three, you know, starting at verse one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. There's a, an entire series about Psalms twenty-three. It's in the, the season one of this podcast. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, It talks about how the, the Psalm 23 is a psalm of life, not a psalm of death. Amen. But we have to understand the Lord is our shepherd. Okay. He is our shepherd. He develops us. He guides us in a loving manner. He pushes us to the way that we need to. Sometimes he does have to make us lie down beside green pastures. Sometimes he does have to lead us beside the still waters. Right. But it's no different than, than our relationships with our own children at times. Right. Where we're trying to guide them and lead them and shepherd them into the way that they need to go. And sometimes we got to jerk them back with that shepherd staff. We're no different. Sometimes he's got to jerk us back. Sometimes we need a little poke, a little prod to get moving. Same thing with our children at times. So we have to recognize that the Lord is our shepherd. Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 11 through 15 says this. For thus says the Lord, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day, he is among his scattered sheep. So will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel in the valleys and in all the inhabited places on the country. Amen. So again, here we see that sometimes it takes God to really push us one way or the other, right? And going on in verse 14, it says, I will feed them in good pasture and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. So we see the prophecy, you know, talking about 1948 when the people, the children of Israel would start coming back to the actual nation of Israel, the land that was there. But it is the Lord who is shepherding them. The Lord is our shepherd, right? And we know that Jesus Christ is our shepherd. We know that he's the one that leaves the 99 to go and find the one and bring them back, right? So we see Jesus Christ as a picture of Jehovah Ra'a, the Lord being our shepherd. Amen. The next redemptive name of God is Jehovah Rapha, okay, the Lord my healer. And this first shows up in Exodus chapter 15, and we're going to start at verse 22. And the Bible says, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went 3 days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Merah, they could not drink the waters of Merah for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? so he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree when he cast it into the waters the waters were made sweet there he made a statute and an ordinance for them and there he tested them and said if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you then they came to where the where there were twelve 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, so they camped there by the waters. Amen. So, Lord is our healer, right? The Lord is, is our healing, okay? And we have to understand that. And this has been provided to us through Christ on the stripes of his back. Isaiah chapter 53, going 1 through 7, says this It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. This is the way that Peter puts it in 1 Peter chapter 2, starting at verse 22. And it says, Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed, meaning as a matter of the past, right? And then it says, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Amen. So understanding that Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, our healing has been provided through Jesus Christ, right? And that means uh, spiritual healing, emotional healing, and physical healing, and natural healing. All we have to do is fall back into the Lord. Now, sicknesses happen, and things are going to happen, and there's a purpose behind them, right? Sometimes God wants to teach us something, okay? I've told you numerous times about the issues I have in my head, or the issues I have in my heart, but follow back and trusting the Lord allows him to be your healer, right so we see then that the father is the is the healer, he would be the doctor if you will, right who gives us the medicine which is Jesus Christ. Okay? again, which is act- what actually does the healing, that is administered to us by the Holy Spirit. right? So if this was a picture of a doctor giving a shot, it would be that God the Father is the doctor, the medicine inside the syringe is Jesus Christ, and the syringe itself would be the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit that draws us to Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ and the work of his cross that actually changes us, but it's the Father who wills and allows us to come back to him. Amen? So again, what have I often said? It is the Father who wills it. It's Jesus Christ that speaks it. But it's the Holy Spirit that does it. Right? Amen? So understanding that, we can see then how... God, Jehovah Rapha, is what has has been given to us in Jesus Christ, right? And that He is our healing. The Father is our healer. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the way in which He heals us. Amen. Again, now I'm going to repeat this one more time. There are purposes sometimes behind sickness. God doesn't want you sick. I'm just going to be honest with you there. Like God doesn't want that. God wants you wants you to, to be healthy. He wants you to be, be fit for the work that he has for you. But it does not mean that sometimes things happen that he, we have to go through for his purpose. And we've talked a lot about that in season two. If you haven't checked out season two, please do. But we talked a lot about the things that we go through, how it's our, it's our body and our flesh and our self that has to die, and that there are numerous different ways that God can do that amen so again but never lose sight that jehovah Rapha, the lord my healer is out there as well too in the picture of jesus christ now the final one we're going to look at here is jehovah mechadishkim all right, and that starts in, in Exodus uh, chapter 31, verses 12 through 13. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you." Okay, that's right. Jehovah Mekhadeshim is the Lord, my sanctifier. Amen. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through 31 says this, "...for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised." God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus. who who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. It is the Lord who separates you. It is the Lord who sanctifies you. At the time that you begin to believe in him, you are sanctified. And a lot of people want to talk about this progressive sanctification stuff. I'm sorry, but that is just a load of garbage because there is no such thing as Protect as progressive sanctification. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't work on you, and as we've talked about before, continue to crucify the flesh, continue to crucify the self, all that type of stuff. But it's not so that you can be completely further set apart, right? It has nothing to do with that. You are either set apart for a purpose or you are not. Amen. There is no progressive sanctification sanctification happens the same way you are either redeemed or you are not. Amen. So you have to understand that. So don't let anyone tell you that there is a progressive sanctification in the Lord. The Lord is my sanctifier. He sanctifies me the moment that I believe and I'm set apart for a purpose that is his purpose. And he that has begun a good work in me is also able to perform it. Amen. Basically meaning that, look, he set me aside. It's like a potter. When he sets aside a lump of clay and says. you know what, I'm going to make a bowl out of that. So what happens? That clay is set aside and for the purpose of being made into that bowl. Now, is that clay that bowl yet? No, absolutely not. The potter has to work on it. That's the way that we are. We're set aside and set apart in sanctification through the work of Jesus Christ and through our faith in him. Amen. But it is the Lord who is our sanctifier. It is he who sets us aside or sets us apart. Amen. So Looking at all of these names, again, there are eight names of God here. You have Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my pre- my peace, Jehovah Sikinyu, the Lord my righteousness, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there or present, Jehovah Ra'ah, the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer, and then Jehovah Mekadishkim, the Lord my sanctifier. But while these are all individual names that the Father was referred to, the best thing for us who believe is that all we have to do is call upon the name Jesus. Amen? Because these are the eight redemptive names of God who are all different aspects of Jesus Christ. Okay? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. The Lord has provided all things into us through Jesus Christ. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. We have the victory through Christ. As it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 58. We have victory through Christ, He always causes us to have victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He is. We, he gives us a peace that is of that surpasses all understanding. Right, not of this world, but His peace He gives us. Amen. Jehovah Sekinu, the Lord my righteousness. Again, we just read it. 1 Corinthians one thirty. Christ has been made unto us righteousness. Amen. He is our righteousness. That no flesh should glory in in itself before the Lord. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord, which is Jesus Christ. Um, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there or present. His name was Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. He is an ever-present help in the time of need. He is there. He is with us. He walks with us. We walk in him. Amen. He is there and he is the presence. And we can practice his presence whenever we need to. Jehovah Ra'ah, the Lord is my shepherd. He guides my feet. We've talked again about how the Lord, how Jesus Christ is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was God. and The word was with God. Amen. So what you see then is that going back to the book of Psalms, thy word, O Lord is a light into a pathway and a lamp into my feet. Amen. So understanding that, that the Lord is our shepherd. He pushes us, he guides us, he pulls us back when he needs to. And that is all in the purpose of Jesus Christ, who is the good shepherd and the righteous shepherd. Amen. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. My healing has been provided through the stripes on the back of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, it is the Father who administers this, who gives us that medicine, which is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, which is phenomenal when you begin to think about it. But regardless of all that, our healing has been provided for in Jesus Christ. And then Jehovah Mechadishchem, the Lord, my sanctifier. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Again, going back to 1 Corinthians 1. 30. Amen. So, what is the purpose of this? These are the names of the Father, but they're the redemptive names of the Father because it is the redemption of Jesus Christ that gives us access to all of these things. That is awesome. We don't need to go, oh, Jehovah Jireh, please provide for us. No, no, no. All we have to say is, Lord, you have provided for me in your son, Jesus Christ, and I know that you will meet the need because you have already provided everything for me. Amen. And then you fall back in trust. Amen. His name is Jehovah Jireh, but his real name is Jesus Christ who has been provided for us. Amen. And then we fall back into trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we know that he has us. Amen. There are eight redemptive names of God because the eight is the number of new beginning. It is the number that represents that. And when when Christ came, it was a new beginning. It was the church age that was going to be established through his. Work that we may walk in grace and have access to the Father and to every aspect of the Father that has been put into the Son. Amen. Hallelujah. It is phenomenal to think about the oneness. See, Jesus told us in John chapter 17 about the oneness of the Father. He said, You know, Father, you and I are one, so please make me and them talking about his disciples, talking about us. One with him, right? So we can be one with Jesus Christ. We can call upon the name of Jesus Christ. in all of these aspects, all of these names of God are wrapped up in that name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love his mysteries. I love the way that he is because, you know, all we have to do is call out upon him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen, as Paul said in Romans. Look, the names of God are important. It's it's important for us to understand where they come from, but it's more important for us to know the name Jesus. Jesus. Because it is Jesus Christ who we call out to, it is his blood. That sanctifies us and redeems us. It is the work of his cross that makes us into what we need to be in the long run. Amen. As we nail our as as we are nailed to that cross as well. So look, it is Jesus whose name is so important. Amen. So look, that wraps up the redemptive names of God and segues us into Jesus Christ. I know next week, uh, is, is Christmas coming up and I got really an interesting message to looking at the picture of, uh, of the birth of Jesus Christ and how it's representative of different aspects of who he is and what he was to be. Amen. So, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week, but I want you to understand here, and I hope you're getting this is that the names of God are all wrapped up in Jesus. The Father and Jesus Christ are one. Amen. Amen. There are so many more aspects I could go into the Father on. I could talk about him as creator. I could talk about him a whole host of other ways, right? But it's important that we understand that whatever it is, he is the one that wills our lives. He's the one that wills the things in the world. Okay, he's the one that allows all things to happen according to his wisdom. His wisdom surpasses ours and, and, and surpasses any understanding that we have. That's why he told Job, you can't counsel me, right? Because the Father's wisdom and his thoughts work outside of time, work outside of all things. And he has mercy on whom he will have mercy. Amen. But he loved us so much that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be the propitiation of our sins, as it says in 1 John chapter 4. Amen. So look, we're going to start looking at Christ, and we're going to spend a lot of time on Christ um, next week, because the Father chose that the fullness of all things should be in Jesus Christ. Amen. This week's song of the week comes from Gateway Worship off of their 2013 album, The First Ten Years Collection Live. And it is When I Speak Your Name. Uh, it's a great praise song. Um when I passed the church, used to love this song. It really helped usher in the spirit, particularly the way that the that the singer sang it, um, that that was leading the worship. Um phenomenal song though, and it just talks about what happens when we speak the name of Jesus Christ? Amen. When we speak the name of Jesus, mountains move, chains are loosed, uh, all these things. And it's just phenomenal. It fits right in with kind of what we're talking about here. So again, that's a gateway worship um, on their album, the first 10 years collection uh, from their 2013 album, I should say. And then it says, when I speak your name, amen. Look, I hope you're getting something out of all this. I I hope that you're starting to understand a little bit about the Trinity, a little bit more about who the father is. um, And, You know, we're really going to do a deep dive into Jesus Christ. We're going to. Kind of stay away a little bit from you know the the typical teachings around Christ uh, about the redemption the, those types of things, but I want to focus on different aspects of Christ um, than maybe what, what we've kind of seen and really kind of paint paint a picture of who He is now as well. So look again if you get the opportunity, share the podcast with a couple of people this week. Uh, you know just if you're enjoying it again, please re- re- leave a review if you get a chance uh, as well. Um, those certainly help as well. And then also don't forget to check out. path to redemption ministries.org tons of articles tons of of additional help um, and information out on there to help you in your walk and to help you continue to learn and grow if you have any questions drop me a note at path to redemption ohio at gmail.com amen but until next time just remember this simple truth the father loves you jesus loves you and the holy spirit loves you god bless